1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: And it's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with your host, Gary Darby.
2: Brown fakes left, goes right himself. He's in the end zone! Touchdown, Ole Miss!
0: Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your
1: host, Gary Darby. Well, it's not uh, Gary Darby. Hi, this is Rick Mize sitting in for Gary Darby, who unfortunately is dealing with uh, some illness. I guess I can say it. I think he put it out. He's, he's dealing with the COVID business. So uh, we, we of course, I uh, hope that Gary's doing well today and they're going to feel better. But. Uh, Uh, We have got Rebel Yell Hotline going on. Again, this is Rick Mize, and uh, we're getting ready for the 88th Annual Sugar Bowl. So to get things started, we're going to hear from Coach Lane Kiffin, and this is sponsored by First South Farm Credit.
2: Well, we're excited to be in the Sugar Bowl. Obviously, amazing tradition, you know, for us to be in there in our second year. Just a phenomenal job by our players and assistant coaches. Uh, Playing a great opponent. You know, Coach Aranda well not from working with him, but from going against him at a number of places. I think I mentioned before, I remember being at one of the places and there was a stat of, you know, the five years, previous five years where he had been, you know, they had the best average per run allowed in the country, you know, combined over the five years. So they've always played great wherever he's been and you can see how hard they play and um, give people a lot of problems. So big, exciting matchup.
1: Yeah, an exciting matchup for sure. Uh, ranked as high as number six, Baylor at eleven and two, and your old Miss Rebels number eight in the country at ten and two. Baylor, of course, the Big Twelve Conference champs in the 88th annual Sugar Bowl, and of course, I'm joined by Gordon Ford and Chuck Roundsville, gentlemen. It's uh, good to be with you this evening. Thank
3: Absolutely, you, my good friend. Good to be here.
4: So, well, just uh, before we get started, I want to wish the best for Gary because. This is his second stint of being sick here lately in the last month, and uh, kind of worried about the old boy. But I think he's going to be all right.
1: <laughs> that's right. Well, we have, to, have to get get the right meds, you know, and uh, take care of himself. Uh, but uh, hopefully, that's one of the things I think we're a lot. Uh, we're kind of talking about it here. We're concerned about everybody being okay, and families have gotten together for Christmas, and we're trying to make the journey to the Sugar Bowl. So we hope everybody's being careful. Maybe taking the precautions you need to.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I got a call from my buddy down in New Orleans today, uh, Mr. Archie Manning, and he's got COVID for the second time. He had the Delta variant, and now he's got the Omicron variant. And he told me, he said this was going to be the first time he hadn't been to the Sugar Bowl in a long time. Uh, and they, he was pretty pretty upset about that because he wanted to see his rebels, obviously. Uh, but we wish Archie well, as you know, as well. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, it's
3: not
4: good. Yeah, I mean, Archie's supposed to be there, right?
1: That's yeah. right. I mean, he's exactly.
3: – Yeah, he's, absolutely.
4: Yeah.
1: So, so guys, well, your your comments here uh, with Coach Kiffin about the the Sugar Bowl coming up, and uh, what do, what do you think? Uh,
4: I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be Ole Miss's offense against Baylor's defense, primarily uh, the the most intriguing matchup to me. I mean they're they're not giving up but uh nineteen points a game. And of course Ole Miss is scoring like thirty-eight or thirty-nine points a game. Um they give up a total of two hundred and thirty yards a game. I mean that's playing some pretty damn good defense now and um uh, you know and Ole Miss what averaging four eighty a game. So it's gonna be the strength against strength, to me, is going to be Ole Miss offense versus the Baylor defense.
3: But then again, Chuck, you look, they're also, and I hate to say this, they're in the Big 12, and I know the last time we played a Big 12 team, that uh, that being TCU, what was the Gator Bowl, they just blew us out. But I think Ole Miss offensively, and I think they got better players overall, that I think they should handle Baylor.
4: You know, I, I feel the same way. I, I don't really fear any teams in the Big 12. The, the question you got to ask about every bowl game, though, is who's the motivated team or who thinks they got overlooked and, and should have been in a bigger bowl. Or That's what happened with TCU in the Peach Bowl. They thought they they should be in a bigger bowl. Yeah,
3: well, it was a Peach and, Bowl.
4: And they, they came in there hacked off. They were mad. Old Miss was just in there to play football, and they got slaughtered. So the, you, you never know in a bowl game who's motivated, who's not motivated. I think Ole Miss will be motivated. I think so, too. Because the Sugar Bowl is a big deal. And uh, But who knows about Baylor? They may be, may not be.
3: But you talk about Ole Miss being motivated, you know that they're going to be motivated in that game. They don't have anybody that opted out that we know of, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, that was a key player that came, that's coming there to play. And at the end of the day – I think the Rebels are ready. You had some seniors that could have gone pro, could have left, and they stayed there with them, and that's saying something to me. And it's saying something yeah. to Kiffin and his staff for keeping people there. Well,
4: I, I think the Sugar Bowl presents a different deal, Gordon. I think if they had been in the uh, you know, the, the Monkey Shine Bowl and Liberty Bowl or something <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah. I, I think some of them would have opted out and I wouldn't have blamed them. But the Sugar Bowl, that's a different animal now. You, you don't opt out from the Sugar That's back. right. And,
1: and Matt Corral,
4: he kind of set the tone, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a warrior, and he said he's he's going to go down swinging. Yeah. I, I like it.
3: And every day you watch. I mean, he's moving up in the draft status. I saw something the other day that he was the number one quarterback in the draft right mm-hmm. now.
1: All right, here's the number for texting us, 662-426-1093. As Rebel Yell continues.
2: Cannon Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Canon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Canon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet.
0: You know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
1: Uh, we're back with Rebel Yell Hotline. Hi, this is Rick Nye sitting in for Gary Darby, along with Gordon Ford and Chuck Roundsville here. And we've got a special Sugar Bowl highlight for you. The 36th Annual Sugar Bowl, 1970. Well, down and about a half a yard to go. They have the pro set now with two flankers, one to the right and one to the left. And Manning is going to
5: keep it. He's running to the right, cuts back at the 15. He's on his feet at the 10. Five.
1: Tackle, broke two tackles, moved into the end zone, and the old Miss Rebel fans are going wild in New Orleans. Uh, I was going wild in my home in Yakni whenever that one happened. <laughs> I'm crazy. With that. But, hey, we've got uh, our guest with us, Harry's Corners, presented to you by Gateway Tire, being uh, serving you since 1929. Gateway, and we've got Harry Harrison on the line with us, and Harry, of course. Uh, uh, he was somewhere nearby there. He hadn't quite started, I guess, for the Rebels at that point. But, uh, Harry, you with us?
5: I am with you. Actually, I had signed the, uh, uh, the grant aid with Ole Miss in December, and I was at the Sugar Bowl, and I was just excited as everybody else was. But uh, Rebels uh, got out to a big start that day and never let up. Obviously, Arkansas was driving at the end of the game and uh, passed over the middle. They fumbled. I think Glenn Cannon came up with a, the fumble recovery, and that was history.
1: Hey, my Christmas present that year was a jersey with number 18 on the back and Archie riding a hog on the front.
6: <laughs> I wish I, I
1: wish I still had it, but I don't think it made it this it's long. A, it's
5: <laughs> amazing what we hold on to, isn't it?
4: So, Harry, yeah. you don't have an excuse to be in New, New Orleans already.
5: Not yet, <laughs> Not yet but uh, we're going to be there come Thursday morning, hopefully, and uh, get ready because uh, –
4: Oh, I thought you – I got a note here that you're already in New Orleans. <laughs> well,
5: Chuck, I'm already in a New Orleans frame of mind. but I. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there All
4: right, so talk to us. I know you've been studying this Baylor-Bear team. Talk to us about uh, how you feel about the matchup.
5: Well, you know, it was kind of interesting. I, I recorded the Baylor-Oklahoma uh, State game. and was watching it back today. They had a backup quarterback playing in that game. He, he was a redshirt freshman. Looked really good. In fact, he went 17 for 17 to start the game. I watched the first half, and then I went and clicked on to uh, Dave Aranda's uh, press conference, and I can only take 10 minutes of that, Chuck. i got to be frank with you. That was about the most boring thing I've ever heard. I'm sure David is <laughs> a super guy, but he talks real slow and got around to it real slow. But what I got out of that was the quarterback that did so well in that game is hurt. He's not playing. So the original starter, Jerry Bohannon, from over in Arkansas, and, in fact, we recruited him two, three years ago, is going to be back in there as a starter. He got hurt and missed the championship game, but he'll be back. He doesn't throw it like uh, the other kid did, and I'm, I'm trying to get to him. It was Blake Shapen, number 12. Shapen is out for the game. So it was a good thing I got to see Dave Aranda's uh, press conference so I can cut down on what quarterback's going to start anyway.
4: Uh, I, I said earlier in the show, Harry, that I thought the, the intriguing matchup is this is going to be Ole Miss's offense versus Dave Aranda's Baylor uh, defense. It's only given up – 19 points and 230 yards a game. Uh, what's your take on that?
5: Well, I, as I say, I saw half of it today. I, I think you're right, Chuck. They've got a really special player in the, in the secondary, uh, in number eight, Jalen Petrie. He's an All American, made three or four five different All American teams. Uh, uh, they've got a good set of linebackers, trusting. Uh, to Terrell Bernard and uh, Dylan Dave Davis are the two guys that are in the middle, and they're gonna rotate their front out. So they're gonna they're gonna have three guys with a hand on the ground. They're gonna have a DN that's gonna stand up, and, you know, act like an outside linebacker, but he's gonna rush the passer just about every time. So I think that's the key. I, I, I talked to some of the players over the you know at, at last Wednesday at practice, and they said, yeah, they look pretty good. We we've seen all this before, so. They, uh, it's not like something they haven't seen, but uh, yeah, they'll fly around to the ball. Good set of linebackers. That one safety is pretty special. They're going to wind up with five DBs in there. I don't think, you know, I don't. I, that Oklahoma State offense didn't have anywhere close to the passing game or the run game that day uh, that the Rebels are going to throw at them. So uh, they're going to have their hands full when Ole Miss gets cranked up there. And the good news, Chuck, is all our guys are going to be ready and we- and willing and healthy. Uh, you know, hopefully COVID, you know, stays on the sideline and uh, all these guys are going to be healthy. We're going to have all, all of our, our veteran guys back, all of our uh, key wide receivers, running backs, and we've got a lot to throw at.
3: Harry Gordon here. You mentioned that Baylor switching quarterbacks back to the original guy they're going with. And what do you think, I mean, what type of player is here and what will we see in him? You're going to see
5: more run with him. Uh, he's a guy that's going to you know, the, the, the guy that they started the championship game didn't run any read option. He did he did run down the line straight option. He did uh, he pitched it three times that I saw him. He never turned it up field. But you're going to see definitely you know, with with Jerry Bohannon. He's a six three two hundred twenty pound quarterback. He's going to take a lot of uh, even if he drives back. He's going to flush he's going to flush the pocket pretty quick. Uh, he, he can run the ball well. It Doesn't throw it great than what I've seen so far. But but he's going to have the read option. He's going to have those, those those options. He's got two good running backs. One did play a lot in that game, but he's got 1,429 yards and 12 touchdowns on the season. 220-pound guy. And then his backup, who played really more in, in that game, was him guy named Tristan Ebner. Uh, he's five eleven, two fifteen. So they're going to have two pluggers that can run. I mean, they're definitely going to uh, try to run the football. Their offensive coordinator – is their tight ends coach? So, you know what old tight ends coach, offensive line coach, he's going to want to try to establish that run. Obviously, Rebels got better as the year rolled on and is stopping the run. So, that'll be a, that'll be a tall task right there. But if we can force Baylor into having to throw it, you know, 30, 40 times a game. That will that will get them completely out of their uh, game plan for sure.
4: Well, they they're they're a fifty fifty team. They rush for two hundred fifteen yards a game and throw for 250 yards, 15 yards a game. So um, they're, yeah, they're going to be really that, balanced.
5: They do, yeah, they do that over not many paths. They don't throw the ball up a lot. I mean, the, the young kid that was playing in the championship game, uh, he I mean, they threw it a lot more, I think you're going to see, than the Jerry Bohanna kid. I think you're going to see more run, run, run with him. But they do throw it. There's no doubt as far as yardage is concerned. But, I mean, if you looked at Old Miss, you would think we were a really pass-heavy team, which we're not. You know, we're going to run it for you know, over 200 yards a game and we're going to throw it for right around 300 a game. So we're averaging 100 yards more for offense. So, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, the facts state that they're going to run it yardage-wise uh, about as significant as they are throwing it. But you're going to see more more pass. You're going to see more play action. You're going to see more read option play action. Uh, that's going to be their MO offensively. But defensively, they got three pluggers inside. And i tell you what you see if you look at this roster, Chuck, they got a lot of seniors on this team. They got a lot of transfers. They've got a lot, a lot of guys that are fifth years. Even a few, that are 6th year. COVID gave them just like Old Miss. We got a bunch of guys came back for that extra year, so they're a senior laden team. You know, we're not quite as old as they are, but we've got enough of those guys we plugged in this year to do a great job. But it's a very, uh, very uh, uh, senior laden football team.
3: You know, Harry, you watch Baylor last year. They weren't very good. And then all of a sudden they're like a juggernaut, you know, of course number six or eight in the country. And what do you think attributes to their big turnaround? I mean, like I said, they won a lot of games this year.
5: Well, here's an interesting stat. Abram Smith, their running back, came signed as a a running back, went to linebacker, okay. They tried him at linebacker. Didn't like him there. New staff comes in, moves him back to running back, and all he did was run for 1,429 yards this year. So – they rushed for about 90 yards a game last year, and this year they've gone for 1,429 yards. Obviously, this kid uh, Abram Smith and Jerry Bohanna, big part of that running that read option and uh, pitching, and, and, and you know all, all all the things that you would run as a running team. But they changed their mo quite a bit, and that added to their you know what ten win season eleven. Well, they're eleven and two, I think. Uh, we're ten and two. They're shooting for twelve. We're shooting for eleven. But they changed their offense. Went to more run, went to more play action, and uh, it made a huge difference for him and, and of course, I just talked about they're they're a senior laden team. These guys are back. You know, when you start playing twenty three and four year olds versus nineteen and twenty year olds, it does make a difference.
4: Absolutely. And uh, I think Aranda's got a little bit of riverboat gambler in him too. They go, they went for fourth down thirty three times during the year, converted twenty two of them. So we got two coaches that aren't bashful about going for it on 4th down.
5: Interesting stat, Chuck. In fact, even I watched some pro games yesterday. They were going for it on 4th down. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Delaney Kiffin. Uh, <laughs> Delane Kiffin has is bled, is bled over into the NFL. But uh, uh-huh. Hey,
4: Harry, we're up against yeah. a break, man. And thank you, and have a safe Thanks, trip Harry. to New Orleans.
5: Have all
1: right. Safe trip. See you all, all right. there. And our text, uh, you can still text us 662-426-1093 as a Cannon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline rolls on. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from Dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org miss.
0: Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152.
2: Cannon Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Canon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Canon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. Chevrolet, find new road.
0: More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next...
1: Cannon Motors Rebel Yo Hotline. Hi, this is Rick Nye sitting in for Gary Darby tonight. And uh, still, we'd like to hear from you on our text line, 662 426 1093, with your questions tonight. We do have a couple already, of course, presented to you by Cannon Clearing McGraw. Uh, check out Cannon Clearing McGraw website at ccmoxford.com for homes as well as lots, of condos for sale in the Oxford area as well. Canon Cleary McGraw. And uh, the text messages, we had one. that wanted to know if we actually had the uh, show archived on the Spirit.
4: Yeah, well, we put it up right after. We put it up on our website, omspirit.com, immediately at, well, as soon as Ben can get to it after (laughs) that, he's got to put it up. So uh, Rhino sends it to Ben, Ben Garrett, and then Ben puts it up on our website, usually within an hour after the show.
1: Bob in Pontiac, uh, we have a text from him. Says, "Good evening, folks. How many players will the Rebels be carrying to New Orleans?" Uh,
4: I think they can take eighty. I believe that's the bowl game uh, m- maximum. I-, I believe that. That's a, usually that's uh, ten higher than a, than a road game. At least that's that's what I recall last time we did Sugar Bowl. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's eighty.
1: You want to elaborate some more on what Harry said? Yeah, yeah. I
4: thought it was interesting what he said about uh, uh, the quarterback situation that uh, Bohannon is going to do more of the read option and they're going to run the ball more with Bohannon. And I agree with that. But let me just say this Bohannon throws for 65%. He's 166 out of 258 uh, with 17 touchdowns. So it's not like he can't throw. Uh, but I, I but I get what Harry's saying, and he is right. He doesn't have the arm that Blake Schappin has, uh, the, the red shirt freshman that was throwing at seventy three percent clip. I mean that's almost ridiculous in college. Sixty two out of eighty six with zero interceptions and five touchdowns. That's pretty that's pretty good rating. Yeah. But his rating, Blake Shapin's rating, is one forty nine. Bohannon's rating is 151, so Bohannon's not a – he's not a slug now. No. He's a good football He also player.
3: said they would run the ball a lot, and they had two really good running backs that, mm-hmm. you know, and defensively you know that Dave Aranda is going to be ready for you.
4: Yeah. but I, I – you know, I hate to say this and because I, I may have say an egg it. on my face, <laughs> but uh, I just don't fear teams out of the Big 12. Not I don't either. You know, I mean – it seems like every time we play them other than the Peach Bowl uh, a couple of years ago, or five years ago, whatever, we've beaten them. I mean.
3: Texas Tech, Oklahoma State twice. I mean, yeah. yeah we have I mean, just not right beaten them. Oklahoma,
4: them. Nebraska. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, we just don't seem to have. I'm not saying it won't be a great game. It probably will be, but I don't think there'll be any intimidation factor at all. So
1: what is the line on the game? I haven't looked at it.
4: I don't know. I hadn't looked at it either.
1: Oh, uh, Gordon is going to flip through and see that. But I I think the the Rebels uh, will do well because, uh, you know, I I just think we're going to be highly motivated. Matt Corral is the leader of this team Mm -hmm. and has really stepped up.
4: No question about it. And like Harry said, another great point is I think we've gotten all our injured players back. And, I mean, that's when we had a little lull in the middle of the year when you had a couple of receivers out, or three of the three starting receivers out. Right. You know, uh, some other players banged up. Ben yeah. Brown. Now Ben Brown's not going to be back. But, right. Uh, I think. I think.
1: Uh, Ask Tom Brady what happens when he's missing some of his. receivers. Oh yeah, See? I saw that. Yeah. Against the Saints, couldn't score a point. Yeah. Of course, uh, then the Saints have their own problem tonight. Who's going to be quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think it's one point five. I'm kind of shocked by that. Buddy. Okay,
1: so they're favored by a point and a half.
4: Yeah, yeah. Baylor's favored by a point and a half. No, we are. Oh, we We are. are. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, well, I
1: like to be underdog sometimes. Yeah,
4: (laughs) I figured we'd be favored by four or five, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but let me just say this. I think Ole Miss fans can go to New Orleans with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't guarantee a win, obviously. I'm not Joe Namath look, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, I'm telling you, we'll be
1: competitive and it's going to be a great time and we're in the Sugar Bowl. But yeah. I'm like,
3: Chuck, look at us against Big 12 teams and you throw Nebraska in there, a former Big 12 team. We beat them and they were supposed to be good that year. I want to say they won like 10 games or something. Mm-hmm. And. You know, you look at several times Oklahoma State, I mean, just blew them out. And, you know, blew Texas Tech out, and they were really good that year. I think they won, like, what, 10 or 11 games? Yeah. They were number
4: number six in the country. That's right. No, no, no. Number three in the country when we played them in the Cotton Bowl. All right, so it's
1: time for an injury report. Our injury report is brought to you by Oxford Orthopedics
4: and Sports Medicine. Well, What we can gather from the COVID uh, situation is that uh, two Canadians, Tavius Robinson, defensive end and cornerback Dean Leonard, were reported to have COVID back on the 20th. That should mean that they're over it by the time the game rolls around and they should be able to play, but we don't know that for 100%. Depends on how bad their symptoms were, yada, yada, yada. But we understand that they were the only two players – that have a prominent role that have dealt with the COVID. We've heard, we've heard nine players total when they came back. I talked to Keith Carter this, this afternoon and I asked him if when they came back yesterday, last night, they tested them. He said that as far as he knew, there were no, no new positives except one player. And he's a backup to a backup. So, you know, nothing. I mean, it's all significant. I don't want any kid to be sick, but as far as, the game is it's not a big, significant yeah. thing at this point. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, he's still not 100%, but he's getting better and better, and he will play in the Sugar Bowl. Snoop Conner uh, is back practicing now after injuring his foot against Mississippi State. He didn't practice much before the Christmas break, but he's practicing now. Uh, linebacker Mark Robinson, he's going to have to sit out the first half for the targeting call he had at versus MSU.
1: Yeah, Robinson, he he got a couple of those calls this year. Some of them I don't think were really targeting, and, but they aggressive You know, hey, aggressive.
4: You know I, I sometimes I wonder about the targeting rule, but I know it's for safety. Trying to be safe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, – it is a football game. It's very yeah. physical. Well, one of them Robinson got earlier in the year, I remember, uh, the running back lowered his head on him. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And, and you're saying, well, how can that be a – a targeting call, but anyway.
1: Yeah, well, we're in the Cannon Motors Rebel Yo Hotline as we prepare for the 88th Annual Sugar Bowl, and we'll continue in a moment.
2: <laughs>
7: oh, Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install, all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock, to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock proud sponsor of the talk of champions podcast network
0: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co
1: oxford orthopedic and sports medicine board certified surgeons are specially trained for you and your family from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care, Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Hotty toddy, gosh mighty! hello folks. Sleepy Steve's here with Sleepy Steve's Wholesale Furniture and Mattresses. We're a large supplier of mattresses and furniture. Come see us for all your furniture needs. 1218 Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, 711B, West Park Avenue. Go Rebels, and remember, it ain't easy being sleepy. It ain't easy being sleepy.
0: Us. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Canon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline. Hi, this is Rick Myers sitting in for Gary Darby tonight, along with Gordon Ford and Chuck Roundsville. A game day outlook is brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars your contact for serious injuries for over 30 years. And we're looking for the game. And so, uh, Chuck, tell us what you see in the game. Oh, we we do need to – tonight we have Brian Etheridge with us on the line. So we're going to check with him, the publisher for Sikkim365.com. Hello, Brian.
6: How are you doing?
1: Doing very well, sir. Thanks for joining us.
4: Hey, got to ask you Uh, first, Brian. Uh, Yancey, who lined this interview up, told me that uh, you – you have some old Miss relatives?
6: just a few I mean uh so even related to uh, the Mannings at this point through marriage okay. my mother's from my, my mother's from Philadelphia, Mississippi, so uh everybody's related okay. it seems like in town and um still got a lot of relatives there and so a lot of old miss uh blood on that side of the family so uh they've uh they've let me know on Facebook all week.
4: <laughs> so I, I take it you're I think it you're pulling for Ole Miss. Oh <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, yeah they, they, I usually do pull for Ole Miss, but this this will be the exception here. So with yeah. an SEC game. I'll take Ole Miss, but uh, the, uh, the the alliances have to turn a little bit here.
4: Well, give us your impression of the Bears uh, starting on the defensive side of the ball, because when I look at the defensive statistics, I, I'm pretty impressed. Nineteen points a game. Two hundred and thirty yards a game. I don't care what league you're in, that's pretty good numbers.
6: It it all starts up front. Uh, so the defensive line there with the Ika Ika, um, Ika everybody pronounces it one way or the other. Uh, you know he transferred in from LSU. That's, that is the nose tackle. 10 all nose tackles for Baylor. And uh, outside of him, you have a you know both ends in the defensive tackle in the six five two ninety three hundred pound range. So they run that three four three four front. Um and then they have a lot of variability on their jack position. They have a six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pound uh jack that comes in and can drop into coverage or uh, you know get into the backfield. Then you have the traditional six three, two forty five type of player that uh, y'all saw when, when Dave Miranda was at LSU. So uh, that's where it all begins. Uh, and then sort of the heartbeat of the of the defense where you have Terrell Bernard and then Jaden Petrie, who is unanimous all American. And he plays in a star position. So he's pretty much all over the field as a, a anywhere from cornerback to safety to, you know, playing inside the box a little bit. So that, that's where, you're, that's the strength of the defense right there. Uh, and that doesn't take away from a couple guys that have been invited to, to senior bowls uh, in the secondary as well. So there's talent all across the board, a lot of speed, um, but the front seven is very rugged and a very, very physical team.
4: What do you see out of Aranda? As the, I, I'm assuming he's still calling the, the defensive shots. It, is he or is he not?
6: Uh, Ron Roberts is calling him, but, I mean, Dave Aranda's uh, fingerprints are all over it. So, he's it, – it's been an interesting change. You know, we went from Art Browse to, to Matt Rule to now Aranda, and they're all such different men and different coaches. And when we had a uh, – when Aranda was first introduced, we had him uh, at the Bader Club and – our website had an event, like a breakfast, and he came in. I asked him a simple yes-no question, and 10 minutes later, I'm still listening to him. Uh-huh. And he's just such a such a thinker and such a uh, – um, something like that. And that's what you know even happened this season against Oklahoma, where he wanted the tiebreaker uh, in points and kicked that field goal at the end of the game. You know, Oklahoma didn't like it, but he was already thinking ahead to the you know, Big Four Championship, which Baylor ended up winning.
3: You know, you watch um, Ole Miss playing Baylor, and you look at Matt Corral, who was, you know, thought to be the front runner to the Heisman. He had some injuries. Ole Miss did not open it up like they were earlier in the year. Do you see Ole Miss opening it up and just throwing on them like they were early in the season, or still kind of running the ball and mixing it up? How do you see this?
6: I mean, this is the one going to be the interesting thing because we, see, we saw that offense essentially at, at Baylor from 2008 to 2016. Uh, so there's probably a lot of tape in the, in the vault of, that, of the offense and Jeff Levy came from Baylor uh, after his stint at UCF. And, um, you know, Jeff calls a little bit of a different game, uh, but it is still run heavy. And I think that that's one of the things that when Baylor had trouble under our brows, it was when teams could muscle up on them and, uh, be physical at the line of scrimmage. If you can look at the 2014 uh, Cotton Bowl, how they had I think seven yards rushing or so, but six hundred through the air, uh, and Michigan State wore them down to the end. And that's what the Baylor defense now is. It's extremely physical, so I think it's going to be really fun to watch. I mean, I'm I love watching that offense. Uh, you know, again, you spend uh, eight plus years watching it dominate in the Big 12, and now it's doing well in the SEC, and you know, Kendall's running it at Arkansas. so it's it's um, it's interesting to watch, but I think that you know Randall will have a plan of how he wants to match up. But Matt Crell is a extremely dangerous and a great player, and he's a, he's a joy to watch.
4: Talk to us a little bit about uh, the quarterback situation. We noticed today that Blake Shapin is out. Um, Correct. He he had a good uh, playoff championship game against Oklahoma State did and then. So you got to go back to Jerry Bohannon, but he's—I mean—that's an experienced guy who, who's also got good stats.
6: Yeah, so Bohannon—he uh, was injured against Kansas State, had the hamstring pull, and then you know Shaping came in and uh, managed the game, and then they opened up a little bit for him in in the last two games there. Um, you know, against Texas Tech was pretty vanilla, but Oklahoma State in the Detroit Championship they came out throwing, and he was what sixteen to sixteen or so to start the game and. Uh, it, he was injured during the game and played through. So he had an AC separation during the game and played through it. Uh, the backup for him at that time was Kyron Jones, who's you know a four-star freshman, you know out of summer um, out of Houston. So uh, you know they didn't really want to put that on Kyron at that point. But uh, you know Jerry was uh, he's lead, a leader off the field, a leader on the field for the team. So they're comfortable with him at, uh, coming back in. He brings a little bit of a different mindset because again he's 6'3", about two thirty five. Uh, will put his shoulder down, try to run through you, um, but he also has the arm talent uh, to make the outside passes. So uh, he's dangerous in a different way. Shapen has a little more arm talent, uh, but since he has the uh, the A C E injury, he's not going to be you know playing in the game. So you don't have to worry about that part. Um, but yeah, Jerry will. He's not going to be the guy who's going to throw a sixty yard bomb, but you know, 30, 40 yarder. That's going to be something he's really comfortable doing.
4: Is is he is he a hundred percent now from the Kansas State is, injury that you know of? He
6: is a, he's a hundred percent. He was he almost played in the Big Championship game, but they held him out just in case that they made the playoff because they didn't want him to be hurt and miss the playoff if that was a possibility. So he was um he was very close to playing, uh, and he was actually telling people around campus and in in the press that he was going to play that game and then they held him out you know it a game t- game day decision.
3: Brian Gordon Ford here again you know you talk about I know that Baylor has some big running backs that can run well you really hadn't heard a lot about their receiving core and if the guy's going 17 for 17 I mean they must have some guys that can catch the ball kind of elaborate a little bit on those guys.
6: Yeah, I mean Baylor right now that's the the sort of the changes. They do uh use the run to set the pass. And you have a guy like Taquan Thornton out of Miami that uh you know came from came from Miami, Florida out of high school with Baylor, who is again a four three guy, six three, about one hundred eighty five, um, great hands. He saved shaping a little bit during the Big Twelve Championship game. If you went back and watched, there's a few catches he makes behind his you know, behind him where it's a solid yard behind, but he still gets his long arms out there and gets it. Uh, he's somebody that's dangerous. He had a decent game against uh, Georgia in the Sugar Bowl in 2019 as well and then disappeared last year when the offense just went, you know, in the hole um, during the COVID year. So it was something to see him come back. A Possession guys like R.J. Sneed, who's a, a big physical guy that's not afraid to go across the middle or, you know, take somebody on. Um, but then you also have to worry about the tight ends uh, with uh, Jeff Graham's offense. Uh, ben Sims has had a, one of the better tight end seasons uh, for Baylor in the past 20 years. So that's, um, you know, they, they're very multiple and they use many different plays. And uh, it's not a, uh, you know, like there's not a dominant guy that's always going to be uh, getting, you know, getting his. It's going to be somebody that, you know, who's open and they take what they can get.
4: Talk to me, talk to us about the, uh uh, Abram Smith and Tristan Ebner and the differences in them and um, you know what style runners they are.
6: So Abram Smith is a guy who's going to put his head down and go through you. Uh, he is like, I mean, he has many runs during the during the season where he just bullies people uh, and gets the extra two or three yards. So it's great just to watch him. And then Ebner is a guy who you know gets the edges, you know, four four uh laser speed uh coming out of the high school hasn't slowed down but he's put on about twenty five pounds since high school. Uh Smith Abram's around two twenty-five and while Ebner's around two fifteen. So both of them carry a decent size uh fuller you know for running back uh, and then five eleven uh size um in their height but Abram is uh you know he's a four five low four six guy high four five low four six guy has had some knee injuries in the past Uh, but has not affected him. He played really, really well uh, in 2020 as a linebacker, so he has that mentality. So if you have a guy who's able to play linebacker um, and then come and play running back, you're sort of getting that mentality of a linebacker coming out of the backfield.
4: Brian, it seems to me like Baylor, uh, Dave's plan, Aranda's plan is to bring more of a power uh, SEC kind of feel to the Big 12 uh, with his philosophy, and you know, because SEC's got, of course, we've got a lot of speed over here in this conference, but we also have oh, yeah. powerful football players, and it seems like that's kind of the what what Aranda's shooting for, just from what you've said.
6: Well, he inherited quite a bit. I mean, Matt Rule brought in uh, the the recruiting that Matt Rule did before that. It was based on size and speed. Uh, they would not take a certain player under, like a defensive lineman, could not be under six four. Uh, so you start, you saw that in some of the guys that are on the team now, and also the recruiting that um, that Dave and his uh, staff have brought in is very similar. Um, so you see that he saw what happened at LSU with those type of players, um, and everyone saw how they played in the you know when they won the national championship. So that's the kind of guys he is looking for. The one thing right now that um, they Need a little more of is probably uh, the you know the press cornerback that they don't they have um they have some talented corners but not quite what you saw at LSU uh, but these guys they have speed but they're more um I don't I don't know how to say I mean it's not it's not that they're not physical they're physical it's just not the same not the same uh, aggressiveness I guess when I when I see some of the you know LSU back in uh, 2019, what their team looked like on on defense.
4: From a from a coaching standpoint, uh, how aggressive are they on both sides of the ball? Uh, you know, I noticed where they go for fourth down, kind of like we do. 22 out of 33. Uh, that's that's kind of a lot. Uh, and we do, you know, we do the same. But how 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 aggressive are both sides of the ball? The coaching.
6: You don't see blitzes as much on the defense. Uh, they they create the pressure from the three man line and then um, and then the jack position, or they'll send the linebacker in the blitz at times. But it's not um, the defensive line has been really strong this year, so it's not been something they've had to send people on a lot. So the aggressiveness really hasn't been uh, in blitzing, uh, but they do keep their lanes and, and fill their gaps. And um, you know, Siaka has been able to get up in the middle, and Gabe Hall is somebody you have to watch out for at defensive end, along with T.J. With Franklin, and then Garmin Randolph and Matt Jones at the jack position. Both of those guys have uh, you know, got a couple sacks as well. And then, again, I mean, I'm not even talking about Dylan Doyle, who transferred from Iowa uh, last year, that uh, has played fullback, played linebacker, started linebackers, played fullback and H-back, and scored a couple of touchdowns, and um, you know, they've used him all over. The offense, though, extremely aggressive. Um, they've Play statistics. If it's fourth and two, they're going for it. If it's fourth and three, like you're gonna go for it. Uh, that almost cost them in the Big Twelve Championship game, uh, when they turned, you know, they had a turnover at the thirty six yard line on down. Uh the play was there, uh, but Oklahoma State had it covered and um they you know, the quarterback couldn't make the throw to the open receiver. And so that happens, but uh they relied on the defense to hold and obviously they did in the Big Twelve Championship.
3: Brian, you know, everybody talks about Ole Miss's offense. And defensively, they've given up a lot of yards over the past year. But at the end, they played very solid, very good defense. What do you see uh, about Ole Miss's defense and how they're going to handle the Baylor Bears?
6: The one thing that I've noticed, I mean, you have uh, like at the defensive end. I can't is it forty six or Sam uh, Williams Sam number Williams. Seven. Yeah, yeah, very impressive. Comes you know comes in off you know comes off the edge. That's going to be somebody to watch. Um, you know Baylor has a very experienced offensive line, so that's going to be the thing to watch. Whoever dominates on the offensive line, defensive line is going to win this game. And I think you have two really great teams that are going to be very physical and go after each other. And I mean, what more could you want from a Sugar Bowl? absolutely
4: brian thank you so much for your time my friend uh hope to see you down in new orleans and uh good luck with uh 365.com i know it's a, a great site i was looking at it today and uh congratulations on that
6: thank you very much and thanks for having me on
4: yes sir buddy take care brian etheridge publisher of Sickum 365, he's obviously very knowledgeable, Rick.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, he he knows the game, and he uh, gave us some great insight about the 88th annual Sugar Bowl, which, of course, is coming your way Saturday night, New Year's Day. 7.45 is going to be kickoff, and, of course, most of these stations will have the uh, pregame coverage beginning around 5.30 for Baylor versus Ole Miss, and uh, that's going to, be, it's going
4: to be quite a matchup. We're looking forward to it. Brian? I mean, excuse me. Gordon. Gordon, I got to Brian Etheridge on the tip. But, Gordon, fill us in a little bit on Hoops' first SEC game this week.
3: Play the University of Florida this week. I think it's a 4 o'clock Central Standard Time game. Actually, I take that back. It's 3 o'clock. And they opened up this week. Of course, they lost to Sanford, which we had Kermit Davis on last week. And he told uh, our audience and us, do not lay down on these guys and they came in there, that being Sanford, they're like 12 or 11-1 and one or something like that. And the bottom line is Ole Miss just got completely outplayed. And to me, uh, you know, Ruffin has given them uh, scoring. He, you know, he's coming in, getting scoring a point a minute. Uh, I just don't think that uh, right now they're playing uh, up to where they need to be playing because, you know. I think uh, they're going to play against Florida, and that's going to be a tough game for them. And um, He needs the win. He needs to win. He needs a win against Florida. And I think Florida he can back. win. I mean, I think he can win in the league. It's just he's up and down, and it's just not going like it should right now.
1: All right. Thank you, Gordon. And, of course, we'll continue with Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors in a moment.
2: Canon Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Canon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Canon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads.
0: More of the Rebel Yell
3: Hotline,
0: presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
1: Please take me back home to Mississippi. It is Canon Motors' Rebel Yell Hotline. And our final segment, hi, this is Rick Mize, and of course uh, joined by Chuck Roundsville and Gordon Ford here at the Rebel Yell Hotline this is our final segment, and we've got uh, the red and blue chips presented by Go Orthodontics.
4: Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously what the guy that everybody's looking at for, it seems like five years, but really only one, uh, 2023 five-star quarterback Arch Manning will be in attendance at the game Saturday against the Sugar Bowl. Of course, he lives down there, but still, this will be his third Ole Miss game to take in this season, and that's got to be encouraging to all Rebel fans at uh, Arch, uh, you know. I
1: hope he wasn't too close to granddaddy this week.
4: Uh, no, me either. But uh, he, he's uh, he's the man, and we got to – you know, and, and I look at him. I've watched him play uh, – at Newman High School, and this offense is made for him. I mean, tailor-made for this young man. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We still got another year to wait. Ole Miss received a commitment from Louisville wide receiver transfer Jordan Watkins. He was the Cards' leading receiver as a freshman with 545 yards, and he was also their leading punt returner. A lot of speed, a uh, real good prospect for the for the next two three years and he will be special in this offense as well I believe. I think he's going to be in the slot most likely, but he can play wide out wide as well. And that's really about it cuz it's for recruiting right this minute because it's a dead period. Uh, but right after the Sugar Bowl it'll crank back up. So is how's the NIL affecting this? Oh, big time. NIL is is changed the whole landscape of uh, recruiting in every sport. Um it's the wild, wild west. It's about money. Uh, it's pay for play, um, you know, and I I think players do deserve uh, some of this money because mm-hmm. uh, coaches and administrations and schools are riding their backs, and I do believe they deserve some money, but some of the figures we're hearing are ridiculous. Uh, you know, uh, pay a wide receiver to go to Jackson State, a million and a half dollars. Are you kidding me? Um uh, you know, p- paying every offensive lineman at Texas fifty thousand dollars a year. Now, who wants to pay a third team left tackle fifty thousand dollars to sit on the bench? I, I don't. But anyway, it, it's in, it's a critical, Rick, and I've got a little segment of that in my uh, good, bad, and ugly coming up here.
1: All right. Well, and speaking of that, Cannon Motors Rebel Yo Hotline wouldn't be Cannon Motors Rebel Yale Hotline without the good, bad, and the ugly. Sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports.
4: Well, obviously, uh, with this week, the, I don't know about anyone else, but I had a great Christmas with my children, son-in-law and grandchildren. My wife and I spent way too much money and really don't care. The joy on my grandkids face is worth every penny. And if I die broke, I'll dry, die happy. I hope each and every one of you had as joyous Christmas as I did, um, We heard through the grapevine that the football players showed back up from their Christmas break in good form. As of noon today, there was only one new case of COVID, and it was with a seldom used backup, if my reports are accurate. Keep your fingers crossed on no more cases on the football team, because this Omicron variant is absolutely spreading like wildfire, but hopefully they're taking all the safety precautions before they go down to Uh, New Orleans on the 29th. Um, I'm participating, you asked about the NIL fund, I'm participating uh, in an NIL fund and it's gaining a lot of traction and I hope that it reaches the goal we set for it back three weeks ago when we started raising money by the time the Rebels get back from the Sugar Bowl or shortly thereafter. If you want to participate in an NIL to help the Rebels stay relevant in football, Contact me at Chuck at OMSpirit.com. That's Chuck at OMSpirit.com. Just shoot me an email with your phone number in there, and I'll call you back, and uh, we'll see what we can do. The bad, uh, well, I got a text from said earlier from Archie Manning this afternoon that he's going to have to miss the sugar bowl with COVID. This will be the second bout with the virus, the first time he had the Delta variant, and he thinks this time it's Omicron. So please be safe in your travels to New Orleans. The virus is spreading quickly, Archie said. He told me in the Big Easy, according to the reports he's seen, and we want all Rebels to go safe and uh, and healthy and happy.
1: Yeah, so you can have your mask, do your social distancing as best you can, that sort of thing.
4: Yeah, whatever the protocols are, I think you've got to have a vaccination card to get into any restaurant down there or the stadium uh, or have a, uh, a negative COVID test for, I think, 48 hours prior to the game. Uh, so it, it's just important to to be safe and to and to be smart. Yeah, and uh,
1: our thoughts and prayers with everybody because you know the, you come back from Christmas and you know. <laughs> Uncle Joe or Aunt Sally might have had it, and you didn't know it, and so that's that's the challenges you're
4: running. Yeah, and you know, and the Omicron's a different beast. I mean, the the symptoms aren't as bad, and there's been one death reported in the United States from Omicron. I've got a couple of friends that have it right now, including Archie, and they say you know they're sick, but they're it's kind of like a bad case of flu, and you yeah. know, so yeah. hopefully. Everybody will be all right. Darby's got
1: I, it. I was, our own Gary Darby. Yeah. That's the reason I'm here and you're hearing yeah. this voice. And, and by uh, the way, you did a great, did a great job tonight, my friend. Man. Thank you, thank you. You thank haven't you. lost your touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've done it a few years, but uh, uh, the hearing's going somewhat, so I have to listen carefully for Ryan's cues and whatnot. But uh, I really thank you guys for letting me be here on Rebel Yo Hotline. you Hotline. Enjoyed it. And I am actually, I'm looking forward to this. Of course, uh, the Mize family—we're planning to be there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, big time. Yeah, so you know, with the COVID thing, we may just stay on a lean to outside of town. <laughs> yeah, just you know, so we avoid any crowds. But no, we, we're planning to be there, and uh, some good friends meeting up uh, with from Birmingham. So I hope all the other Rebel fans are going there, being safe too. Yeah,
4: Gordon, you got to pull us through Thursday now. Oh, let's, I will. I'll be here. Some, let's get some. Let's get a basketball win and. Uh, I want to see you down on the front row cheering.
3: Oh, I'll be down there. <laughs> Actually, my boy, our boy Jimmy McElroy's giving me a suite for that game. So. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I get my press passes too, so you know, yeah. I'll go down there and get my stuff. So. Jimmy right. doing okay? Yeah, Better? he seems to be doing okay. He was talking about having a party at his house, and you know, for the game, and I may attend because my mother was living in Memphis. So. All All right,
1: good deal. Hey, thank you, Rhino. Yeah. 88th annual Sugar Bowl edition of County Motors Rebel Yell Hotline. Thanks for joining us.